0: That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii.
1: All right, it's episode 46 of the Michigan People podcast. In this episode, I talked to Kirk Saffel, who is a recent and very good singer-songwriter. We talked about the first time I saw him perform at the Acorn Theater and the musical road since then. He's recorded his first EP with Nate Butler from Shiny Shiny Black, which is being mixed and should come out soon. We also talked about some of the stuff we weren't expecting to talk about. It got kind of existential and I liked it. Check out the uh, Michiana People podcast Facebook page and Twitter account for a contest where you can win tickets for a two-day pass to the Hall of Heroes Comic Con in Elkhart. This is going to be a very cool Comic-Con, and these tickets are worth 60 bucks. So check it out. That's running up until Friday of this week. And all you got to do is uh, share a post or sh- retweet a tweet, and you can do that every day and win tickets to this really cool Comic-Con. He's got the Mystery Science Theater 3K or whatever the, whatever it is. The Mystery Science Theater folks are going to be there. Dean Cain from Lois and Clark, a bunch of Marvel, Marvel and DC animators. It's just going to be really cool. Mapletronics is a sponsor, and I work there. How long could your business operate if you could no longer use your software or connect to the internet? internet? How much of your business data can you afford to lose? What level of productivity do your computer users need to maintain in order to stay profitable? If you'd like to talk to me about your computer network and know where you stand, you can call me at 574-537-5838 or email me at scurtis at mapletronics.com. There's no charge for my consultation or a network evaluation. Give it a shot. If you're a business owner or in business development, you might have noticed how much harder it is becoming to get people's attention. As technology improves, the ability for consumers to choose when, where, and how they are exposed to a business's advertising or messaging improves too. Vala Marketing takes an interactive approach to getting and keeping attention using things like great social media, mobile-friendly websites and applications, search engine optimization, and original content creation. Vala can manage your entire digital marketing efforts on a monthly basis. If you're having trouble keeping up, would like to grow, or just need to figure out how to get people in the door or on your website, Vala Marketing would like to speak with you. Give them a call at 574-606-6696 to set up a free consultation or a free audit of your digital marketing efforts. So here comes Kirk Saffo. It was a great interview, and there's a musical number afterwards that Kirk kindly did for me. So check it out. All right, Kirk, thanks for uh, coming all the way to Mishawaka. Thanks are are you from Crown Point? Is...
2: Uh, actually, Chesterton. Chesterton, okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty close, well, That's right? where I live. I'm yeah. from Oklahoma. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, well, you're an Okie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not from Muskogee, though. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first time I saw you was, I don't know how many months ago it was, but it was at the uh, Singer-Songwriter Competition at the Acorn Theater in Three Oaks and we didn't we didn't come to see you uh, yeah. we, i was uh, I had just interviewed uh, Jake and Jess from Starheart, and they mm-hmm. were doing it, so we we went to see them and support them and My wife and I went and uh you came up and just totally blew us away and you were the one that my wife said you know he's something special you know yeah. there's there's something yeah. really really authentic about him yeah, and cool. and she's never one to really want to go up and talk to people but she was like i want to go talk to him yeah (laughs) and and so we came yeah we we we, we came and talked to you and i just thought holy cow you're great and then i find out that you had been doing songwriting for only about a year up to that point
2: uh yeah yeah and so you were really
1: new to it Mm -hmm. one of the things and and i don't know if i'm way off base here or not but one of the things when i listened to you because i saw you there and i saw you at um New paradigm when you were with um, with shiny shiny black yeah, and yeah. the other gentleman I can't remember his name and uh, <laughs> give me a second <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he he was good too yeah. but uh, I've seen so many so many bands lately and so many uh, 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 musicians I can't remember them all but anyway you you were there but what I get from your acoustic style frank rivolo yeah sorry. there we go frank yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry i, I yep. don't mean to
2: interrupt yeah i just want to make sure yeah because i just messaged him a minute uh-huh. ago so i just i'm bad with names but yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when you get older it's worse yeah.
1: <laughs> but what i get from your your style and what you do is your influences come from probably a harder rock place um like yeah. like like the maybe the stuff I I like like Rage Against the Machine yeah, and, and yeah. some metal and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. even though you're kind of doing doing an acoustic thing, you're yeah. you're really kind of putting it out there. Is am I off base or not, not
2: at all? That's actually yeah. that's um, I think you nailed it because okay. I I you know that that harder rock side has has that strong emotional uh, aggressiveness to it, and right. I, that's that's what i feel like i end up bringing out you know? yeah um or at least that's what i'm kind of going for and i uh-huh. you know all these songs i never really imagined them as acoustic pieces you know i always uh-huh. thought i always thought, well i'm gonna you know go crazy on a band with these eventually you know? yeah but uh but pragmatically it's you know it's it's working well with the acoustic uh-huh. and you know so I, right. I, I think i'm gonna at least these batch of songs i'm definitely gonna keep them acoustic yeah or at least you know in that realm right and, uh but yeah that's where i'm coming from uh uh-huh. so
1: what was the experience for that singer songwriter competition for you did that i think that was your kind of your first time to really get into putting yourself out there and being competitive about it how, how did that
0: yeah go for um
2: you? yeah for for me i you know i was just writing some songs and i would go you know if, I have, my brother lives in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I have a couple friends out there, so I'd go to a couple dive bars out there and, mm-hmm. you know, play my songs, and, right. you know, I'd get mixed. Well, i get anything from, like, people, you know, being very nice about, you know, what I thought, they were, uh-huh. maybe maybe they're just being really nice, uh-huh. I wasn't sure, or just people, you know, not really caring because they're drunk or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, I, did, I, I wasn't really... You know, my, my wife liked what I was doing, mm-hmm. and and you know she has a critical ear, uh, but you know aside from that, I just wasn't sure, I wasn't sure, you know what I had or mm-hmm. you know, um, so I guess going into that, I had done, I, I did the open mic there at the mm-hmm. Acorn, and I met uh, Sam and uh, Heidi, mm-hmm. and um, and that probably helped me get in get in there because they well i think heidi heard me right a few of my songs so uh-huh. uh but anyway so going from dive bars to all of a sudden you know what? how many people were there 200 people yeah. you know that yeah. that everybody was intently listening right it was uh it was a great experience i mean it was it was kind of what i was hoping it would be like uh uh-huh. you know yeah uh but at the same time it was nerve-wracking and i remember yeah. i still listen to that recording of it i'm just like little on edge Uh because i'm breathing up here and not deeper you know Uh and uh you know but uh it was it was amazing and then from there i I mean i met jake and really Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know met some other musicians i met chaz hearn Mm -hmm. and joe george and i've hung out with them since um and i'm just kind of you know just playing in front of those people is one thing, but getting to know other musicians mm. and figuring out how to start piecing together right. what might be a career or at least might, what might be uh-huh. some kind of income stream.
1: Yeah. Right, right. It's really it's really neat when you get into a situation where you've got an audience that just came to see music. Because yes. when you're playing in a, a bar dive die bar or any other thing, you've got... Maybe anywhere from twenty to fifty percent of the audience engaged, yeah. and the rest of them are loudly talking. And yeah, and and yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to see a band that I just absolutely love at Ignition Music uh, on Saturday called Viseria, and they played a showcase with Shiny Shiny Black last year. And
2: um, are they from indie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They, oh, they were. Yeah. Rock. Shiny Shiny Black told me. I mean, yeah. Nate Namber, Nate they've talk, yeah they've told me about. About them, yeah. they rock so yeah, hard, yeah. and
1: and um, they when they played that uh, showcase, they said it's really cool to have because the audience was just totally into it. It's really cool to have yeah. everybody listening, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, y- you really get some validation
2: yeah.
1: when, when, when you, yeah, do it and that you can
2: way. and you can like feel the crowd. I mean, you know, you can, you know, your song changes a little bit even during a performance. You can kind of emphasize things a little bit to mm-hmm. to bring in a little bit more I i don't know much about that yet because i haven't done it enough but yeah. i i know just from a few times i've had just people very focused that you can change your performance a little bit to bring them in a little bit yeah know? and that's yeah cool versus yeah competition with you know right. drunks talking you yeah know? yeah so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah well, no, my, my goal then was just to like overpower them talking you yeah know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i've been able to pull back but uh.
1: yeah it was so funny because after that show, you know, it was days after my my wife would say, "Man, that Kirk Saffo was really good." I say, "You remember Kirk Saffo? He was yeah. really good." Yeah, you know, yeah, that's great. And and, that's great. and and some things some things just click um we you know my wife and i have varied music tastes and hers go one direction mine go the other direction and they they converge at a point point sometimes and and i think you and uh paul erdman are the two that we just absolutely fell in love with and 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 he's a performer yeah Yeah. and and we'll do whatever it takes to go see him yeah and so that's that that you know anytime you especially especially when you've been you know I've been immersed in music uh for you know I I started becoming a music fan when I was like 6 years old listening to my mom's old 45s and so I kind of for a period of time stopped getting excited about music and just yeah. listened to the old stuff and when you find new stuff it's just like getting a new present and yeah. and, and yeah. it's it's really cool yeah yeah so you've been um Go, going through your history i you know first of all when did you first start playing guitar
2: uh i think it was uh, 1920 okay just fiddling uh-huh. i mean i i was never focused on anything i never mm-hmm. really want and i had this weird thing i i wanted to like i didn't want to learn any other songs cuz i like you know had this idea that it would just kind of like come out of me and that i would make uh-huh. something different you know yeah but then there was no rigor there's no practice involved right like that, so yeah. it's like i don't know it's just like a just an idea yeah you know um and then through my throughout my 20s uh, yeah i had you know between stopping playing and then i started playing helping out i was actually helping out with my church a little uh-huh. bit in Oklahoma, um just playing some background uh, you know, a little bit of lead guitar type mm. stuff and electric, and uh, you know, I started kind of getting that I, you know, getting it back, you know, mm. and thinking, thinking about music and you know, and how it goes together and <clears throat> um and and stuff. So I, I I would say that I didn't spend a lot of my a lot of my time trying to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just something I just enjoyed doing. Yeah. Um and uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. I don't know. It was. It wasn't to like perform in front of people necessarily, right? Uh, you know, it was. I was always kind of in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, after after that uh, uh, singer songwriter competition, I started seeing your name popping up. Yeah. So you at, at that point you must have decided okay this is something and you kind of put yourself out there. How first of all yeah, I don't understand so much well i i understand a little bit because i've i've done some hookups with venues myself now um when you are trying to promote yourself and get yourself into gigs and stuff like that how do you do that
2: for me i think trying to become friends with people who are the next level up Uh from wherever you are or even maybe several notches up uh i got to talk to jake Mm -hmm. and love that guy yeah uh yeah from uh from starheart right and he um first of all i i think he loves music he and he loves supporting music he really does like more than almost anybody i know yeah and he's just a good guy Mm -hmm. um and so from talking to him i was just kind of you know, he had mentioned, hey, if you want to go to about South Bend area and wanted to play some shows, just hit me up. Mm-hmm. So I did. Yeah, And uh, he was like, okay, you need to try here and here and here and here. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of went from there. And, um, you know, I mean, shoot, he saved me. And whenever I went to Evil Check, I didn't even know they needed – I didn't know I needed a, a PA, uh-huh. you know. And, like, <laughs> these are things that I think uh, – you know, seasoned musicians would be like, well, duh, you need a PA, you yeah. know, and for me, it was like, there was no PA, and then I had to call him up to, and right. help, and he yeah. helped me, like, yeah.
1: very quickly. Jake is always uh, helping.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish I could help him, you yeah. know? This is the
0: problem is he yeah. hasn't figured it yeah. out. Yeah.
2: I don't. Uh, I don't know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> I have to figure some way to, to pay him back, but, um. But uh, so I, I think for any kind of like newer musician or anybody trying to get in there, it's like you have to get in contact
0: mm-hmm. with
2: other musicians mm-hmm. somehow and develop relationships and right. then start, uh, you know, if they like what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, they'll help you out. And I mean, if, if you're a good person, you know, uh, then that helps too. You right. Know? So, yeah, uh, I think that's kind of my route with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of building up and really my goal last year, was just to get paid for one show, uh-huh. even if it was in beer. Right. You know? I was yeah. like, after I did that singer-songwriter <laughs> thing, I was like, if I get if I get one show out of this, yeah, I mean that's my primary goal because that seemed so unobtainable. Yeah, me, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then they just started. You know, I got several more. You know, yeah. one yeah. after the other, and uh, you you got and, a reputation, so yeah. that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it helps. Yeah, yeah, getting vetted, and then you know, I yeah, from there. So, um. I don't know. That's how yeah. it went. Man, now now my goals are to really play a lot more shows after AP yeah. an and everything. So...
1: I, uh... I... I... Have been dabbling with uh, stand-up comedy, and I like doing the. Uh, they do first Thursdays at Chicory, mm. uh stand-up, and I like doing that mm-hmm. one because they give you a five-dollar gift card uh, just for going out, just for doing just, it, just oh, for doing nice. it. How many times have you had it? I've only done it twice, and yeah. I've never even used one of the gift cards. But yeah. I feel like I've done something when yeah. they when Christy asked me that card. Yeah. Yeah. How long did they give you? Uh, uh, say what how long, i mean five minutes oh five yeah okay. so five, uh actually the last time i went up there wasn't very many comedians so they gave yeah. me extra and i didn't <laughs> have any extra so it, it it's not pretty yeah. when i go up there but yeah. yeah i i'm doing it more more just because i like really getting pushed out of my comfort zone oh yeah that's good it, it feels that's like great. it feels like yeah, bungee great. jumping yeah yeah
2: no that's what you got to do i mean and that's I mean, I'm I'm a 31 year old, you know, and yeah. uh, and just trying to start this. I mean, I understand being out of your yeah. zone. I, yeah. you know,
1: after you're 50, you absolutely have to do this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. to stay alive. Yeah.
2: so <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna be for me then, a bunch of jumping or something. Yeah, uh, but yeah,
1: yeah. That's cool. So you've uh, put together. Uh, Quite a list of songs now. You know, I, I I've seen you play a couple times, mm-hmm. and you've got you've got plenty of songs. Where where does your songwriting come from? What kind of subject matter do you like to tackle? Mm-hmm. What you know? How, how does a song come to you?
2: Um, for me, I don't know. I I like honesty mm-hmm. in lyrics. Um, if you listen to lyrics right. at all, um uh the great songwriters it's just that just that brutal honesty Mm -hmm. that's there um and so the only way i can do that i don't really ever sit down and say i'm gonna write a song about this
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um it's really whatever's kind of stewing underneath Mm -hmm. you know and um you know some i'll start writing a chord you know i'll start a chord progression or find a melody or whatever and uh i i feel like the 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 emotion leads the way to the lyrics Mm -hmm. um i don't know if that makes sense yeah um uh so i start start with that right like Uh, your trump
1: song there was so emotion there
2: yeah (laughs) yeah oh did you like that yeah well maybe you didn't like it yeah uh yeah, yeah, I that I, I, was, I actually remain neutral. Wrote that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I remain neutral. That's okay. So yeah. That's okay. I I have a strong distrust for that man. Mm-hmm. So it's um, and I'm not even an ultra liberal or anything. Yeah, my wife and my wife and I concerned. have talked
1: about it on end, and we what? just that were, song? yeah uh, Trump Trump and, in general. Yeah, and we're yeah, we're both pretty scared. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I'm a moderate guy, and I uh, I come across. I've been finding myself come across as a uh you know very left-sided person for some reason. Mm. I'm not sure what's happened, you know. Right. Uh he's bringing out the worst in me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh but uh yeah, so that was uh that was actually one I actually started So that was an experiment actually because I was but that song I I wanted to be like and I still plan on doing this if I continue my career mm. is using, is using it as like a uh, freestyle. Uh-huh yeah Uh, so because the chord progression i mean it's very i don't know it's it's a fun progression to uh to play with and to just fit rhymes in and Mm -hmm. stuff and that's what i always started with it was just like fitting in rhymes and right uh, i actually have like a lot of other lines to that one but those Uh are the ones i kind of honed down right and so um so that song I may even, like, start using in shows just as a freestyle. Yeah. Uh, not even talk about Trump every time. May talk about other issues. Right. You know, so. Yeah. But I always like that idea of, you know, folk freestyle type. Thing, oh, yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And, you know, folk. That was a different one. Completely. That's yeah. a completely different type of song that I that I usually do.
1: So. Yeah. the I mean, really, the origins of folk, they were talking about a lot of social issues. So yeah. that's, yeah. you know, that's what, uh, yeah. that, that's where it started. Yeah. And, and. That's where you know. That's uh, a a really good avenue for it. Yeah. Before I forget, um, when we talk about music, have you ever listened to Screaming Trees? Mm -mm. Okay, that's that's one you should mark down. For some reason, Mark Lanigan sings. They were like a, they were in the grunge category Mm. in in the nineties, but I. Don't really put them in the same category as like a Nirvana. Oh yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they just—they're different. Their, their songwriting was different. It's—it's it's a little dark, but it's um, uh, your your voice doesn't remind me of him so much, but your point of view does. Mm. Uh, so yeah. I, I was listening. I was listening to Screaming Trees on the way to work uh, a couple days ago, and I thought. That reminds me. That, that's Kirk Saffle right yeah. there. Oh, and, and, wow. yeah. Uh, so, I've, so yeah. Sh- I the,
2: appreciate. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you bringing up a different band completely because mm-hmm. I, I usually get the Ray LaMontagne thing. Oh, yeah. I it, yeah. Which is. Yeah, I don't even listen to him. And yeah, it's like he, he showed it. up.
1: Yeah, I was listening to a yeah. playlist that he showed up on. I really liked the song that he was singing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't get that. This their their stuff is a little darker. A yeah. little. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little more real a little little bit more emotion and you just feel like they're just they're just totally throwing it out there yeah and that's that's why i mean they got stuck in the grunge category and i i kind
2: of think it's a little different yeah
1: um but they were i think they were like a seattle band too oh yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah and and for me like you know i you know i i felt like i don't know i felt like I've kind of kept myself in obscurity or, like, uh, contained a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. or uh, masked a lot of emotions in different ways um, throughout my 20s. And kind of 29 going into 30 is when I started... uh, You know, there were several things that had happened and it kind of led to me getting some counseling and Mm -hmm. uh, seeing a therapist and seeing, you know, some other... kind of uh-huh. kind of a lot of things were happening all at once and then all of a sudden all of a sudden I just had an impulse to start writing yeah and so that was you know as far as my songwriting it comes from uh, there's a lot you know my earlier stuff I which is funny because I haven't even been writing that long but uh, <laughs> it was a lot as a lot of pain yeah you know? and yeah. so uh, uh, you know I think that was kind of like a way for me you know I don't see a therapist anymore but I feel like I'm able to um I'm able to kinda get the benefit from therapy. Right. You know, by by writing and getting those uh-huh. ideas out of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah and sharing them. So
1: So thirty thirty just sucks, doesn't it? That birthday is the worst.
2: It wasn't even intentional. It wasn't even yeah. intentional. It, I, I don't care about numbers or oh, being thirty or anything uh, like I that. Hated 30, really? Yeah. I uh I don't know, it was uh you know, I I was uh just that's just when it all happened yeah you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't i've never once thought like oh i'm 30 my life is over or i haven't done anything yet. i didn't yeah you know, i haven't done the things i want to do or anything like mm. that i never thought those things yeah boy I uh, did. but a crisis hit yeah so, yeah <laughs> yeah that when the crisis hits man it's yeah. um, it, you know whether it's 30 yeah. 20 50 you know yep. it's uh yep. Yep. you know
1: yeah. 50 was a breeze compared to 30. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, 30 was rough. That was the last time I got blackout drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, I, I remember the waitress putting an empty gin bottle on the, on the table oh. saying, you started and finished this. Are you serious? Yeah. It was, oh, man. wasn't good. Oh. So, yeah, that was, uh, th- that was, that was last, well, I wouldn't say it was the last time I got stupid drunk, but it was, uh, one of the last times yeah. but yeah, yeah but <laughs> yeah 30s rough so what i you know what i know of you is you were working as a speech pathologist mm-hmm. um for a long time and i i remember that because one of my sons friends does that oh okay and um and now you are kind of hitting the music
2: as a full-time gig is it or? uh not quite I okay mean, that, that's a hard thing to do mm. and support your family mm-hmm. uh until you've m- made some kind of success uh-huh. uh, which I haven't right and um not yet I mean that's mm-hmm. not, that's full my intention okay but um uh no so I I'm still a speech pathologist, okay. but um, I was working in a hospital, okay. now I've transferred to doing home health. Oh, okay. So now my basically my schedule is wide open and oh, flexible okay. and flexible. Okay. And I'm trying to group all my patients into uh, you know, two to three days a mm-hmm. week, you know, and right. just hit those days hard and then have more time for practice, have more time for writing songs, have mm-hmm. more time for preparing for performances and and uh, marketing myself, things like that. How did you and nate butler get hooked up the show you went to Red okay paradigm, really i new paradigm yeah. was that the first time you guys that met the first time i met him yeah yeah it, is he and amber not the coolest they're awesome and we've met i mean my my wife and amber hit it off yeah and over we went up there because we're we're giving my wife's pregnant by the way so oh, okay she's uh we're gonna have the baby up at the uh birthing center up uh-huh. there in goshen uh-huh and congratulations uh, thank you thank you but uh yeah whenever we go up there we try to talk with them but we had uh you know uh, my wife meets with amber they they talk business and Mm -hmm. they're both they're women entrepreneurs essentially yeah i mean they're they're my wife and amber are go-getters and and, um i get along they get along really well from that side and then me and nate i think our mentality is very similar yeah (laughs) so we're not squirrel (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and so we're uh you know coming from that side of it and we just i don't know we just hit it off yeah i'm actually and that's i'm because of that connection mm-hmm. uh he messaged me it was just like man i like your stuff i'd like to work with you and i didn't know, really know what he meant and mm-hmm. you know he has his own recording studio right and then i'm actually recording my ep with him so, all right yeah so it was like a crazy connection crazy how it happened and everything yeah. and, and uh yeah i love that guy so yeah yeah
1: one of my most embarrassing moments was when I interviewed Nate and Amber. I went uh-huh. I, I've got this portable recorder and I just went with the recorder and it runs on batteries. And they uh, we start talking and I'm looking at the battery meter on it and it's on E. Yeah. There's there's no battery left and I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't really mean anything. It it could stay on E for a couple hours. About, I think we got exactly a half hour in and yeah. it just bam shut right <laughs> off. And I I've, I've been wanting to circle around and finish that because I didn't, they didn't get to do a song or anything. I was oh, in their studio man. and they could've you know, yeah. it would have been easy, but uh-huh. yeah, I was I was so embarrassed. I'm like, You got a couple double batteries and he didn't have any Oh man. So yeah, that was that that was one of my most embarrassing moments. Do you know Justin Flagel? Huh. Okay, well I interviewed him last week. And uh, my second embarrassing moment was uh, I I was doing that and then I do a little comedy thing and the comics were coming right after Justin. He was going to be on that too. So we're doing that and the uh, file from Justin, I just checked it out real quick before I made two copies of it oh. and it was corrupted. Oh. And we had talked for like an hour and oh, I'm man. like, Justin, the file's corrupted and he He's like, oh, I hope you can save it. And uh, so, right after everybody left, that was it. I started googling, and i I found a program that would save it. So I ended up saving the file. Oh, you did save yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. There's one section. It's a little weird. You can still you can still hear us okay, but it's just it's it, it just. Kind of funky. It goes on for like a minute, yeah. but other than that, everything's good. And I, I, I was just devastated. Yeah. And uh, so I always make sure to format my disc before I put yeah. it back in there.
2: Now. no, that's the thing is those those mistakes have to happen, and everybody experiences mistakes. But, yeah. You know. You know. But it's, it's yeah. You know. You have your idea of good quality, and you know if you've ever varies from that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. The EP, you are working with with Nate on that. Where are you at as far as recording and all that?
2: Uh, I'm recording next weekend, okay. actually. Um, and, yeah, the 3rd and 4th, and then okay. finishing up in the 7th, hopefully. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm bringing in a couple friends. Actually, I'm bringing in uh, Chaz Hearn. He played at the Singer song. Okay, yeah, okay. He's coming in. Yeah. And, and I think he. Uh, I think uh, Nate has a couple friends, like a drummer and a bassist. Uh-huh. Like, so... Uh, but it'll be it'll be cool
1: to hear the full band experience with you
2: yeah I'm excited you know we're Mm going to keep it uh, pretty simple you know -hmm. Um, so but uh, I mean it's not going to be any big orchestration or anything like that uh, you know for these songs you know so
1: yeah that's great yeah
2: Yeah, because I'm not sure if I'll I'm not sure exactly when I'll be able to play with a full band Mm -hmm. in the future Um, right uh, you know hopefully sooner rather uh huh so yeah
1: so, you've got a little one coming. Is that your first? Say it again. You've got a little one coming. You got a baby coming. Is that your first? No, this
2: will be my third. Your third. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So
1: how old are you, how old are your other two? I have a six year
2: old, a three year old, and then oh, okay, and then a newborn.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, see, so you already know that two is twice as hard as one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. From what I understand, we only had two, but from what I understand, three doesn't doesn't compound it by three again. So,
2: well, I hope not. I hope not. We'll see. I mean, we're still, you know, we're anticipating not getting good rest. Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, As as you should expect, exactly. Nobody does. Everybody's like, oh, they're gonna sleep at this time. We're gonna be able to party and have friends still. No, you know, do all that stuff, and then you're like, you know, you know, three months after they're born, you're wondering why you're so depressed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I—I I tell you what, when they grow up, and one of them moves nine hours east, and one of them moves nine hours south, it's—it's uh, it's rough. Yeah, let me tell yeah. you, it's uh, the those first that first year after they were both completely out of the house because they both went to IU, and Nathan, Jessica came home almost every summer. Yeah, um, Nathan ended up working. All the time yeah. during the summer, so we get them for a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah. And I really went through withdrawal um, when they were both gone. Yeah. It was it was rough when Jesse was gone, but we had Nathan around, and then when yeah. they were both gone, and, and then he goes to Alabama for grad school, mm-hmm. and she goes to Virginia for work, and yeah. it was it was weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I. I anticipate that. Yeah. Uh, I I I can. I mean, we've already kind of shaped our lives around kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I can already see right. that going badly for right. me when they're... <laughs> my biggest regret... I just hope I'm busy at that yeah. point, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, my biggest regret, because it was so hard, my biggest regret um, is during the time that they were growing up is my wife and I, we centered ourselves around the kids. And I didn't, I stopped reading you know, mm-hmm. I you know, I I read I read voraciously before yeah and I do now. I stopped reading, I stopped paying attention to culture and art and stuff like that. Yeah. And I should I really should have taken that time yeah. because I think that would have made the transition a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, now I'm back into it oh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, holy cow, this is exciting. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of people my age are just like sitting at home watching TV. Um, yeah, and yeah.
2: a lot of people my age are doing that. Yeah, bitching <laughs> about sports. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and
1: I just absolutely cannot get into that. Into that mode. Yeah. So my wife and I, the problem we have is finding people our age that actually want to do things. Yes. <laughs> go yes. out. Go out and experience. Because we're we're pretty you know we're pretty loose. You know yeah. if yeah. something if something shows up an event on Facebook or something like that yeah. or we see something we're like hey let's do that and yeah. we just do it and yeah. we don't have anybody we can call. We we've got one couple we can call that's actually a little bit older than us. Mm-hmm. that, that most of the time they can, but they've got commitments too. So, yeah. so we don't. It, it would be cool to have a a bunch of people our age that we're just ready to be spontaneous. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's <laughs> uh, well. I mean, we we don't. Um, well, we can't be very spontaneous. Yeah, you know, everything yeah. we do has to be very measured. Mm-hmm. And most times I go out. You know, quote unquote yeah. is uh is when I'm playing shows. Yeah, you know, that's the when I get to connect with people and stuff because uh, you know. um that's that's the tough part, you know. Mm. The, of this point, a lot of people my age who have kids have just whatever they're doing. They've gotten rid of anything extra, and yeah. it's either work and just revolving around mm-hmm. kids. And so we actually have a hard time finding people who are um, trying to do other things or trying to right. do more, right. or trying to um, you know um, make their life more than what it just is. Right. You know. Right. So
1: yeah, yeah reaching out to people, you know, helping people yeah. and. Setting that example for your kids. Yeah. You know, I've got a couple of kids that really do that kind of stuff on their own. Yeah. yeah. And we, <clears throat> I think we set somewhat of an example, but not, not as much as I think we should have.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, it, it, you know, looking back, you know, I don't call it regret, but if I was to do it all over again, we would have done a lot more volunteering. We would have, you know, we would have been more yeah. in the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's, you um you learn from your mistakes, and yeah. we're not gonna have any more. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully, you, can, you know, kind of hand that down to your kids, though. You know? Yeah. And and that's yeah. you know that's what we you know, um, it's we're, we're trying to hand those things down to our kids: adventure, travel. You know, being, you know, if if you think something, to, to take the steps to right to get to that. Yeah. You know, and not think of your limitations, but think of. Um, I think of possibilities, uh. you know, and, uh, you know, that's, it's tough to do. It's, it's easy to be kind of bogged down in normalcy. Mm. You know? Um, and I, I'm careful not to say mediocrity, uh, because it's so difficult, you know, right. it's, there's a lot of variables going into your life, right. and what, but you know, it is usually easier to just turn on a show and grab a beer and sit down than yeah. it is to try to You know, my wife's. Has written a book and she's mm. trying to she's tr- she's getting it edited, trying to get it published. Mm. And you know, I'm working on the music and these things. You know, we don't have time for sports and for sitting down watching shows right. and things like that. And um, you know, and that's just in us to do it. But um, you know, in our minds, if we weren't doing that, we would, you know, be kind of sinking into something where we don't want to be. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but that's what we're trying to pass on our kids. Is, yeah. Is that um you know it never stops you know right. you know that that thing that's tugging at you mm-hmm. never never goes away even nope. if you turn 30 and have kids yeah <laughs> it like that doesn't stop it's right. still gonna be there and you right. have to act on it yeah so
1: yeah you can push it down but it's, yeah, exactly. it's always there yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so at three and six your kids are, are you got a boy and girl girls two
2: girls two. and then we're pregnant with a boy
1: oh okay yeah. so they've got it's really cool to see their distinct personalities start oh, to oh they're, completely, come out. Different. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. completely different yeah
2: they're completely different we knew that from the <laughs> get go right, yeah. when, right when the second was born we're like this is a different kid yeah you know? yeah,
1: so, yeah. yeah. We've, we've absolutely got that with ours yeah. too my daughter was, uh, you know, I, I always say by the time she was in third grade, she knew exactly what she wanted to do with her life and uh-huh. what she she knew she wanted to get out of Mishawaka yeah. and, and all that. And all we had to do was give her food and clothing, and yeah. she was on her way. Yeah. We never had to look at homework. We never had yeah. to do, we, we yeah. never had to say, hey, you got to yeah. go to school. She was up. She was yeah. ready to go. My son, total opposite. Yeah. And he didn't want to go to school. He, didn't, yeah. he, he only liked the classes that he liked. And yeah. he was he was a math science brain, and she was a, a, a English literature brain. Yeah. And yeah. and the funny thing is, is she she was just um, like a straight A student, or and got like almost a perfect score in her ACTs and stuff like that. My son, who just he was like a B student, only because. Of luck, and he tested well. Um, yeah, and then he is one who's continuing his education just yeah. stopped after yeah.
2: four years. That's, the way, that's yeah. the way it goes. You know, some people have prolonged adolescence. You mm-hmm. know, and I've you know I think that was probably me. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's you know actually a lot of men don't have uh, don't you know, kind of have adolescent tendencies into their 20s, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's not surprising. Right. Not surprising. Yeah, so,
1: some of them have yeah. it all the way into their 50s. <laughs> yeah.
2: true, true. They're <laughs> called alcoholics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah
1: the, the, the one the ones that uh, have the the uh slick back hair and the <laughs> convertible and oh, yeah. i see them yep. yeah yeah yep. yeah i don't identify with them but i see yeah. them <laughs> yeah
2: very uh very uh egocentric yeah. yeah so
1: what was it like growing up in oklahoma
2: it wasn't bad mm-hmm. uh, you know were you uh, big
1: town small town
2: Kinda in between. It was okay. a smaller. It was uh, well. It started out as a smaller suburb and had grown. Okay, that's actually even bigger than when I was there. Mm. Uh, it was actually Broken Arrow, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa. Oh, okay. Um. But a lot of my friends were in smaller towns further outside of Tulsa. Mm. So, um, so I kind of had a mix of the suburb life and the small town life. Mm. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, religion uh as you know it's a very baptist type mm. state and if that makes any sense right. you know it makes sense to me cuz i come up to northwest indiana and chicago and it seems very catholic right. and it's like a different you know i don't want to go into that too much but I, the the is different mm. and um and so growing up there you know there were a lot of things that i considered normal that are, you know, my wife who's from up here, mm-hmm. she's like, Oh, that's a little laugh. you know. Yeah. People get married right away and yeah. you know uh, yeah. you know, we you know, everybody got married real young there and um everything's I don't know. There was a I don't know. Whenever kids do anything wrong, it's always about rebellion and yeah. being sinful and stuff. At yeah. least at least the small group of people I was attached to. Mm-hmm. And uh and anyway, so uh But it was, it was pretty good for the most part. I was able, I had a lot of freedom to Mm kind of, to kind of roam and drive around and, uh, you know, drive out, you know, find a country road and just drive for an hour in the middle Mm -hmm. of nowhere and, and, and be able to do that kind of thing. And there wasn't a lot for me to get into too much trouble. Right. Um, So, yeah, that was, that was how it was for me. Mm -hmm. Though we did, you know, my parents, um, you know, we did move to, you know, my dad was a cop, then he had some illness then we moved to New Mexico they worked out there okay. so we were in New Mexico for four years mm-hmm. and then we moved back to Oklahoma and so you know we kind of it was it was a little difficult you know kind of upending everything yeah get new friends then up you know how old were you when back. that happened um what was I nine yeah nine, that's rough yeah and then coming back and then you've got it. friends
1: forever at nine.
2: If you yeah. Think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then I, you know, come back to middle school and I was the awkward middle schooler, you know, uh, and uh anyway, yeah, it's uh uh and then, you know, just, you know, it's just a it's a it's it's a great state. You know, people whoever go whoever, people who people go there always say the people are amazing. Yeah. There's just uh there's not a lot going on. There's right. not a lot of things to do, mm. you know. So uh as far as natural uh you know, naturally made things to go. Through, right. You know, right. right so yeah. everything has to be contrived and made. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flat. Yeah. And the heat there, man, it's like this hot blowing air Yeah. and it's, you know, you know, a couple summers ago it averaged over a hundred for like 35, 36 days. Wow. Straight, you know? and
1: yeah. It's, yeah. It's I've rough, got a cousin man. in Arizona and she yeah. says the same thing. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. yeah. Do you have siblings?
2: Yeah, two older brothers. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, are they still in the Oklahoma area, or did, did they... no? No, one's okay.
2: actually up in Chicago. The okay, other one's uh, San Diego. Okay, yeah. So my both my yeah. parents still live there, but I have most of my cali- uh, most of my family's in California.
1: Okay, so. yeah. That's that's great. This may be kind of personal, but did you you know you were brought up in a in a Baptist atmosphere? Has your view on religion changed since you've since you've gotten Gone on in age, or is that? Do you still hold all those truths? uh,
2: Uh, Well, I'm not Baptist anymore, Mm -hmm. Um, and I struggle with uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's a bit metaphysical. You know, you you're dealing dealing with something that's not, uh, you know, that you can't. When we're talking about faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're truly trying to believe in something that doesn't—that you can't touch, smell, taste, and that's mm-hmm. not experiential, right? And so there's, um, yeah, there's there's been issues with uh, with difficulty believing, mm-hmm. you know. But um, you know, so I've had some difficulty going from something that was very, um, you know, ultra conservative. Very, you know, actually the group that I was affiliated with growing up, they were very. Um, like, like we're the chosen ones. You know? uh-huh. Like, we're this small group of people, and there's not very many believers, and yeah. so everybody else, even if they say they're believers, <laughs> they're probably not believers, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I came from that mentality to, you know, getting out in the world and seeing how things were um, not that black and white, mm. and, um, and you know, uh, dealing with that and, and seeing how people really struggle in the world and stuff and um yeah I'd say my hallmark now is 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 um is struggling with belief. Um but mm-hmm. I would say at the same time that most people in the Bible struggle with belief. Oh yeah. And so um so from my standpoint, I used to feel really guilty that I didn't have this un this like this like you know like oh like I'm ready to martyr any minute, you know, kind uh-huh. of thing and then realize like abraham david moses you know all the apostles all these people Mm -hmm. none of them fully believed at all times right um and so that's been kind of my hallmark i've been Mm -hmm. like uh or not my i keep saying that but (laughs) it's been my thing now is to be okay with um with uh not knowing at all Mm -hmm. but um but uh yeah i would say i'm still uh still i still have faith but i'm i'm okay with uh not knowing Mm Mm-hmm. Everything at all times, right? Does it make sense? Yeah, yes. it's. I,
1: I think of it and I you know I, I mirror that to myself. I think of it as, as you know, constantly searching for that, mm-hmm. um, and never really expecting to find mm-hmm. it. And I, you know, I I grew up in you know my family. We we didn't go to church mm-hmm. until I was a teenager, and then we went, and I um, became. Pretty religious on my own, and uh, then I kind of turned my back on it. And mm-hmm. but then I married uh, a Catholic, very nice Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> twenty nine years yeah. this year. So, <laughs> and yeah. and we you know we sent the kids to Catholic school to start yeah. and uh, went to Catholic church and stuff like that. Yeah. And I am really happy that my kids are kind of forming their own their own. Yeah. belief system yeah, and and i was i was just totally stoked my daughter got married in uh june and mm-hmm. i was totally stoked that the that the woman who married them was jewish <laughs> yeah you know and, yeah. and it was a totally non-denominational yeah. ceremony wow. and i was i was like you know yeah. you know they're they're they are searching yeah and and, yeah. and i'm really glad that we didn't pound a a Particular doctrine into yeah. them so hard mm-hmm. that they couldn't go out and make their own choices. Yeah, and and that's really, I mean, you gotta whatever whatever way you go, mm-hmm. it's got to be free will. Yeah, um, or else the faith isn't
2: real. Yeah. You
1: know, that's that's the way I feel.
2: Yeah, I I think. Um, yeah, I've I've definitely moved to more in- inclusive, mm. uh, you know, way of looking at faith because I mean you know i the god of the new testament did not come for um religious people yeah and he pursued the worst and i always think like what are the worst now and mm-hmm. they are the ones that are being targeted by the people i grew up with mm-hmm. you know right and i was like you know what why why is that okay you know yeah. why why are we pushing those people away instead of um instead of bringing them in and right. so uh yeah, I've I've tend to go to more an inclusive route, which forces you to not, uh, forces you to not draw lines in the sand, you right? Know? <laughs> yeah. If you draw lines lines of the sand, you yeah. you create an us and them situation, yeah. which is for to side, not for you to decide Right. You know? Right. So, which on the other side, you know, it's belief is extremely difficult because we mm-hmm. live in a physical world, right? And there's as far as i'm concerned there's little to no evidence of a physical god right you know right uh and it, it's very philosophical and metaphysical mm-hmm. which that's the only arguments i could see that really feed into right See people say like oh well look at you know look at amphibians and like isn't that amazing or they like yeah. try looking at all these physical things and you're like i just don't see it there's yeah. there's something deeper that's happening uh within um so I'm trying not to. Yeah, sorry. it it gets really difficult to try because I'm trying to like. I sucked quali- you into a weird conversation. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm, I'm catching myself trying to qualify every, everything I'm saying yeah. without sounding, uh, you know, like New Agey or anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, what I like to do is just focus on my own difficulties. And, right. Right. And, you know, not what I prescribe for anybody else. Right. Uh, and be just, com- and yeah. and
1: in general, be compassionate yeah and, uh, to to everybody yeah and it, that that fits pretty much all religions yeah. so yeah. you know yeah. and and that's you know that's you know i've said this a dozen times in a podcast i was getting to the point where my empathy and compassion were just gone yeah i just i was judgmental and yeah you know i was yes I was archie bunker type yes. and and yes. i uh, i didn't like what i saw yeah. and yeah. i looked you know, I looked at myself from the outside and said, i got to change this. Yeah. And I did the same thing as you. I went through therapy and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I had to find out where this was coming yes. from and yes. nip it. <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Nip that in the bud, baby. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because you believe doesn't mean all your problems have gone away. That's right. You know? and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, my it's, I spent a while trying to save my, you know, go, go save my wife, you know. She mm-hmm. was always Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, I, as long as I can remember, had always struggled with belief, mm-hmm. you know. And she has always told me, since she was born, she's never questioned her belief, mm-hmm. you know. And it always made me wonder. It's like why, why would she have it so easy, and me, yeah. and I was supposed to have it right all the time? Why yeah, was it so hard for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then, you know, once I stopped worrying about everybody else's what everybody else believed, yeah. and focused on. You know, possibly what I believe. Right. You know, it's uh, all of a sudden, I stopped having that stress. I, st- yeah. I don't stress about whether I'm going to heaven or hell anymore. Right. Know? Right. Uh, so, uh, which was really a, a terrifying. I mean, it's the thing that kept kept me up. But, right. Uh, yeah. So, um, and not and not in a good way. You know, some mm-hmm. people would say, "Oh, well, you need to be terrified of hell to believe in God." That's a messed up way of looking at it. Exactly. You know? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember interview with Jerry Lee Lewis, and and he said several times in the interview, "I'm a God-fearing man," and yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and the stuff that he did, you know, it no, just yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it, yeah. it's it, it's a it, it's a weird paradox, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I hope I don't. I hope I. I hope some kind of cohesive thought came into Oh, it did. <laughs> it did. Because it's, uh, I'm yeah. no theologian or anything. And right. I, I actually try not to talk too much about this because I, I I struggle with it, and so I don't have any real answers yeah. um, except to describe my struggles. Right. And that's all I really can describe. Yeah. But I feel better about myself than I have in a long time. Right. And some of my songs that come out um, kind of like, you know, is he questioning God or, you, yeah. know, is, uh, you know, there have some songs that will be coming out um, sometime in the future that I'm working mm-hmm. on now that are dealing with this kind of belief issue or, or uh, faith struggles and stuff. Right. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> just hard to, it's hard to do. But I mean, all yeah. because you say you have a hard time doesn't mean, you know. Right. It's not worth Yeah.
1: So. Well, I think not saying you have a hard time is lying to yourself a little bit yeah. because we've all you know we 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 all have these crises of faith and, oh, yeah. and yeah. uh uh it's it's a um constant struggle you know study study some philosophy and you'll find out uh find out the struggle is real so
2: i love soren kierkegaard yeah <laughs> yeah he was like there's no physical reason to believe in god yeah he said faith is a leap yeah he's like that's all i got yep. <laughs> you know, so that's, i don't know if you're familiar with soren yep. kierkegaard yeah he's uh yeah i i appreciate that so, yeah yeah
1: I just finished a novel that was, uh, it's, it was a self published thing that uh, I got on my Amazon Prime membership for yeah. free. And it was so funny because it was like this adventure. Horror adventure novel, and mm-hmm. it just got totally deep in the philosophy. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was just masking his uh, his philosophy thing of yeah, the yeah, novel, yeah. and it, it was interesting.
2: It was cool. Like uh, some yeah. objectivism thing. Yeah, you know, was yeah. Like uh, Ayn Rand. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my basically my whole theoretical belief of how things work. But yeah. I'm gonna put it into a novel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm reading an IT book that does the same thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's actually a very good book, yeah. but yeah, it's, it, it's funny. It, and when you put it in that narrative uh, and when you get characters and yeah. a story and stuff like that, you actually remember it more than than a text yeah you know yeah. Uh, these textbooks you, you you read you can get through three chapters yeah. without going to sleep and this you know yeah. I, I i'm i have a tough time putting it down
2: until john galt starts preaching at you for 90 pages yeah you know, then you're like oh my <laughs> gosh i was really into this book <laughs> now you're just basically yeah preaching to me you
1: know? <laughs> so um this episode is going to come up probably a week from Monday. Do you have any gigs coming up that you want to plug? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm playing um, well, playing Running Vine and they're in Chesterton. Okay. I'm playing there. Uh, kind of first time I've you know tried to get out that way. Yeah. Um, they'll start hitting up Valpo, and and once my EP's out, I'll be able to start pushing for Chicago. Oh, yeah. Because most of those places require some kind of music before uh-huh. they except yeah so i'll you know go to uh chicago and then up to like ann arbor and stuff mm. like that, trying to hit up there but uh yeah coming up this weekend running vines and then i have um the standing standing for standing right rock. right um a lot, a lot of my of favorites benefit. are gonna be there yeah, yeah it's gonna be gonna be a lot of good music i hope it raises a lot of money mm-hmm. so
1: right. yeah that's that's a neat thing jenny yeah. jenny miller and who's the other one that's Working with that, I know Jenny's oh, Eli Khan. Yeah, Eli's yeah big into it, and yeah. I don't know if David Guthrie's going to be there or I if he's so. still in. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think he I was saw just in DC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's neat. I'm going to try to yeah. get to that.
2: No, it's going to be good. And I, uh, you know, I've I, I think goes. I have a strong distrust for Trump and that kind of stuff. But <laughs> but I, I have a strong distrust for multi billion dollar industry. Yeah. You know, and. Um, uh, even though I'm not a uh, super liberal, I think once you hit a certain threshold, you stop caring about humanity. Yeah, and um, there's um, a lot, of, a lot of things and decisions that are being made mm-hmm. based on massive amounts of money. Yeah, um, and I think this is one of them. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I think it's something that's being pushed through. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think there are legitimate. Uh, ecological concerns, yeah. Um, and I side with uh, with the Standing Rock people. Mm-hmm. That. So I'm, I'm excited about maybe some raising some money for them. Right, right. You know, I don't know if, they, of course, you never know what the best route is to support people, but yeah, I'm just trying to raise some money for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it's all about.
1: And these, the, these events and the women's March and, and things like that, you know, I was I was listening to a lot of point counterpoint on whether it's effective or not mm-hmm. and and one person I was listening to NPR and one person said that, uh, There's going to be a bunch of people show up for this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to go home and they're not going to do anything. But there is a percentage of those people who are going to become real activists. And if they can get organized... Then they can really make a difference, mm-hmm. and and they um, compared that to the civil rights movement. Yeah. The civil rights movement was actually very organized mm-hmm. and uh, uh, very specific in what they were doing, yes. and and. It took a long time, yeah, uh, to to really get things going, yeah. but they they had to keep at it, yeah. And you got to start somewhere, yeah. So I had one guy. Uh, they were talking to two people. And one guy was uh, the um, um, the uh, Occupy Wall Street one. Of, one of the guys who started Occupy Wall Street, yeah. and he was the guy that said this absolutely doesn't work. He said the these types of yeah. Marches and events—they just don't work. Yeah. And then the other—the other person was, uh, I think a professor, and and she said she said they don't work if you just do it if, and walk away. Yeah. She says, but a certain handily, percentage, yeah. a Non-specific. certain specific, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a certain percentage of these people are going to walk away, and they're really going to be um, active, and yeah. they are going to get organized, and, and things yeah. are going to happen. Yeah. You have to have these types of events to get organized.
0: Yeah.
2: So yeah. It, yeah, it, it was ac- interesting. Well, yeah. If if, if occupy wall street if they were like these are the three points we Mm -hmm. want people to be responsible Mm -hmm. they have serious fines or imprisonment for what they did right Screwing over my 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 parents and grandparents funds right like there's people working on walmart right now because they were screwed over a lot of money yeah you know while Mm -hmm. nobody went to prison but (laughs) but they still made billions right that is a problem yeah right yeah um and if somebody if they said this is what we're about, mm-hmm. they could have gotten something done, right? You know, and just going there and hanging out, and, yeah, you know, doing that kind of thing, it 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 just seemed with it, it seemed you know if you don't have a specific point, it seems frivolous, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And uh, that's what I like about Standing Rock thing though is it's very specific, yeah,
1: it is, yeah, and
2: it's very focused mm-hmm. on a specific f- issue, right? You know, and. Um, and without people trying to raise money, mm-hmm. there's still gonna be Native Americans who right who are doing that regardless of the health. Right. I mean there's I mean it's you know, several feet of snow out there and yep. they're out there right now. Right. You know? Yeah. Um so that's that's what I appreciate about that. And um, you know, I know the I know nobody seems to care about the waterways and, and uh clean air or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, at least in this country, you know. Yeah. But uh uh or at least as far as our Government's concerned, but um, it's a serious issue, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, uh, you know, economics are important too. There's, so it's it's a hard thing to balance out. Right. You know how to how to benefit our country economically and ecologically. Right. Right. But by just by going for increased gains alone, if mm-hmm. that's your primary goal, um, you're you're missing it's very short-sighted. Yeah, it's very short-sighted. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's so. and that's 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 what I'm scared of the most because, you know, it's you know, we're going to see, you know, we're going to see some quick economic recovery, but is it what, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, it'll be and, on the
2: backs of energy uh, and and tech, and as far as energy is concerned, like in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. it's a energy centric state. It's it's economic well being is centered completely yeah. around energy yeah. or, or, or fossil fuel energy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, if you put a lot of reliance into that, it's it's unstable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they they can't fund their schools because yeah. gas prices went down. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So,
1: my yeah. son scared. My my son is. A huge conservative, and he is scared to death of Trump because he he's so anti science. And
0: my son's yeah. in the science field, and yeah. Like, which makes like, what's going to happen? Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah.
2: So yeah, exactly. So what do you actually legislate? I mean, how do you actually make decisions legislatively yeah. and stuff? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that is a major issue too. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so Standing Rock is my next thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping I'll play I'll play that one right. that one song. Yeah. Um, how can
1: uh, how can people follow you and find out about where you're going and stuff?
2: Um well I'm at uh, safflemusic.com, S A F F L E music.com. Okay. Uh, and then I'm at uh, Saffle Music on, on Facebook okay. as well. Kirk Saffle on right. Facebook. Um, and yeah, yeah. My Actually, my wife and I will be, we're planning on combining our websites okay. and kind of branding ourselves as a, as. a, I don't know, I, I don't want to just be a musician without a family, so yeah. I figure if I brand myself from the get-go as a family guy making music, then, yeah. uh, and then my wife writing, you know, then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be able to rise together. So we're right. actually going to combine our, our websites, but uh, uh, But for now it'll be saffelmusic.com. Yeah, so. okay,
1: great. And I think you're on Facebook too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Saffle
2: Music is right. my is my Facebook music okay.
1: page. Okay. Okay. So, great. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Which I'm working on. I'm figuring. You know. You know that was something Jake made fun of me for is because I didn't even <laughs> yeah. have one. Yeah. Like when I went to the uh, actually I we went we went to the singer I went to singer songwriter competition and he was like he like looked me up he's like dude you just put this in two days ago. <laughs>
1: I think he told me about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah,
2: I was like, I don't know what I'm doing
1: because I so, went up to. I think I went up to him. I said, "Who's this guy? He's yeah. great." And he, he's like, "Yeah, he's got a music page, two days old."
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I I'm completely new to this. Yeah, you know? so yeah. it's uh, which is good and bad. But right. uh, but uh, I think having recorded music that I can either sell or push, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, "This is what I am right now." Yeah, uh, I, I think it'll uh, it'll make it'll make the next step easier Mm -hmm. so it's you know i kind of hit the threshold of people knowing me to get help me with shows right now i need to get to the next level yeah and and hopefully recording ep if it's if it's good you know great will get me to the next level
1: yeah well i'm a i'm a huge fan and thank you from from minute one i was a huge fan and my my wife's a huge fan and i she went out for pizza after work, so uh, mm-hmm. she's she's not here to tell you how much of a fan she oh. is. But uh, yeah, she's a huge fan too. <laughs> well, so. Thank you. Thank we're uh, we we're, need fans, fans. We're, so. we're definitely pulling for you. <laughs> so you've def- you definitely got the over fifty crowd. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll take it. At man. least the two over fifties that it. actually go out. They're and the see ones music. that are more likely to buy music. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. People my age are just streaming. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So can you do a song for me? Sure, okay, sure, great. Sure. Okay, hang on, folks. Kirk's gonna do a song for us.
2: Yeah,
0: and I'll always know your name. You're always in my soul Oh, you can sell many copies if you don't I still read every single word Flows into the smoke. Makes me want to stand over this stream. Oh, when I said I'd change my direction, but we. know your name every single